Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Lou Sanders, Lulu to my friends, and this is my podcast uh, called Cuddle Club. The clue is in the title. They do make me tell you what it's about, but I think the demographic that I'm attracting in can guess. It is about cuddling, but there's a bit more to it than that. Thank you for joining me. This week's guest is Sarah Pascoe. She needs no introduction. You will have seen her all, all over the telly, really, and she's done a couple of great books as well. She's very clever. So it's a very interesting chat, and uh, why don't you listen for yourself right now and see if you agree with me. So, enjoy the podcast, and please be aware that we didn't actually give each other a virtual hug, and that's not because we've fallen out. You'll see why at the end. Oh, that's a cliffhanger to keep you listening. Mouse might come in. Oh, I'd love it. Mouse, do you want to come in? He's over there. He's over there. He's looking out the window. And um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I thought of a I thought of a tweet the other day, and I was like, I can't tweet it because it sounds like Lou. Like it's going to oh, sound like I'm copying. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tweet. You know, I, I think the lockdown is affecting. Is I think the lockdown is harder for sexy people. Is what I wanted. Yeah, that is really funny. Also, that's not in my, that's not like, you know. It that's is. Oh, I, it felt I, to me, I thought I should just text it to Lou and Lou can get away with it. <laughs> also, I am, um, I've stopped, um, I'm trying to change my tone up a bit, but I've been saying that for years. Anyway, this isn't about me. Uh, how was your lockdown festival? Hard because you're sexy, I suppose. I think we've got used to being in the house now. I think the first few weeks, first of all, we were ill and then we were very frustrated and sad about all of the changes and everything that's going on. And actually, I think we've got more used to it this week. How oh, about you? Good. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of stuff. I think we, both, we, we had it, didn't we? Yeah. We all had it. We all had it. And so the good thing is that took up some time. And it means I'm not scared when I go out. And I don't, I, obviously, I'm still not seeing anyone, but I go to the shops and I have to walk to the dog. And I'm not yeah. scared about infecting anyone. I'm not scared about accidentally you know so I'm not I know but I think think people do people think you're really irresponsible because I'm bowling around like and I know people can get reinfected but it is very rare and you sort of just learn that information Mm. so I was bowling around like I was like an immune sort of thing and I know that's impossible but so everyone looks at you like you're carrying a gun I know it's true you're not you can't you can't lick all of the fruit in the health food shop anymore yeah, you can't piss on it. There's a lot. We're all suffering in a way. Yeah. There's, on the dog walk, there are people who won't let their dog play with other dogs. Oh, like the really? idea that the idea that you'd have stroked your dog and then they'll stroke their dog and somehow yeah. people look at yeah. you like you're contagious. And you think about all of the germs that you do have. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, we could still carry it on us and stuff like that. It's, 
it's amazing how um, I won't, I'm super cautious with my mom. Like your immune system is very, like also you hate this because you love science. What I'm going to say sounds like a five-year-old girl speaking. No, it's true. It's, 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 no, but, no, it's called the village effect. The more people yeah. that depend on you, the, the faster your body heals. So they found out oh. that people who had bigger friendship circle, their injuries yeah. healed quicker than Whoa. people who had a very isolated existence. And it's why sometimes men who don't have as many people that they talk to about their feelings can be more isolated than women. And there's a theory that that's why sometimes they die sooner or they um, die quicker in old people's homes and things like that. Yeah. And um, so that thing about human contact is incredibly important. Oh yeah, no, don't worry about that. It's just a case of me coming round and cuddling you and um, um, hello. So the podcast is about cuddling. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought that. I thought so. Blues, Blues brought out a new podcast about cuddling. Mm. And yeah. you bang on, you bang on yeah. there. What do you think yeah. about that as a as a marketing? I mean, uh, I wonder how much you'd get out of cuddling. That's what I wonder. Well, we're about to find uh, out, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Are you quite cuddly, would you say? Um, no. <gasps> Are you not? I, I, no, for a really long for a really long period of my life, I didn't I wasn't very tactile at all. Like childhood, teens, university, didn't like being touched, didn't like being accidentally touched, was very mm. um uh with um yeah. my friends and with my boyfriends and then um my last couple of relationships were very affectionate men. And I got much better. And then my current boyfriend is very cuddly. Really Aww. cuddly, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you remember the first, your first cuddle? With him? He was crying. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go on, with him first. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah. He, I think he was crying about something. He's a very sweet, emotional boy. It was mm. before we were together. Um and uh, maybe he was like, because he's from Australia, maybe he had jet lag or something. So I do remember giving him a cuddle. And did you feel like this is something more here? No, I felt like his mum. I felt like oh. there, there, because I'm much older than him. So I was like, there, yeah. there. I'm an old lady. You can have your cry. And then it turns out I was. <laughs> what did you keep the nonce all along? <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, when did it switch? It was very gradual over about 18 months. And then at the beginning, it was very like friendly, the relationship, which I've never had mm. before. Very oh. um, liking each other and very familiar with each other and very friends only, rather than that thing of like, oh my God, if they don't kiss me, I'm going to die. There was none yeah. of that. Which I've always, which I usually I would have taken as a sign of like, oh, there's no passion or you're not attracted enough to this person. Yeah, it's, it's probably, you can't be having that um, desire in the pit of your stomach, which where you can't eat or talk. No. Like that's yeah. so unhealthy, isn't it? Well, it's, the thing is, there's something about it that's so amazing because it's such an extreme feeling. It feels like you're really alive when you feel yeah. that feeling and that intensity, like when songs, like you really listen to them and feel them and, and that thing of like colours and absorbing yeah. everything. And it's so so overwhelming, but it's such a powerful and it's a, a you know, like a drug response. Mm. It's so powerful. But sometimes you can have all of that and it blinds you to whether you're really very well suited with someone, that's the bit where you ignore all the red flags yeah, <laughs> because yeah, your yeah, body yeah. just can't absorb them. Yeah. And then afterwards you look back and you go, oh yeah, I guess he did say that then, but my mind went, la la la, the colors, yeah, yeah, the music. 
it's so addictive and it's you can get mm. addicted to to it to that stage of relationships and that addiction or, or crushes mm. and that yeah but it's not even real and then you look back yeah. and you're like it is real, real. it is real but also we we work in jobs that are very intense and we've chosen yeah. that for a reason and so when we also want that in our relationships i saw my friend the other day um this is obviously a few months ago before the lockdown uh, like a book event and she was saying that she had this new boyfriend and they were just having sex all the time and eating linguine in the bath and i was like <laughs> oh yeah love that and she was like yeah it's the best bit and we were having this exact conversation about how like disappointing it is when that bit starts to fizzle mm. out and you start eating your pasta at the table in the, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, or even the pasta could get like a bit like oh eat at the table you pig <laughs> yeah yeah that's oh it's so messy just yeah, yeah. and um but the, and the trouble is if 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 only the intense bits of your life if only being on stage or that rampant bit at the beginning feels real to you then the rest of life will feel disappointing. Do you miss gigging in that way? I have both. Like I do miss it, but I also am aware of the difference it makes because it stresses me out so much, um, and it's such a consuming thing. Like most gigs, all throughout the day, it's there looming in the distance, and so it affects what I do and it affects um, what I can think about. And so not having it is just so calm. It's so calm, like being able to do like yoga in my room at half seven <laughs> and yeah. the things that you can do in the evening when I would never have the space, even if I'm on stage at 10 o'clock from about five or six, there's nothing else I can really do. I can't read a book. I can't, I can look at, I can write stand up or I can walk around, but that's it. Really? Yeah. yeah. God, I think I need to take it more seriously when we go back. <laughs> did you not have that? Um, I... I don't think I'm that connected with if it like because I thought in the past like if a gig gets cancelled the relief I feel mm. but I didn't I realize do like that that. I was, yeah but I, I didn't realize that I was feeling that before the thing so it's like I think we get into a drive where we're just like go 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 but I think comedy attracts a lot of workaholics and mm. we get off on that and get off on but we so yeah we like but, the drive of adrenaline yeah but I actually I don't know that it's comedy and workaholics I think it's freelancing in general. You can't take time off. It's really hard to enforce time off. And there's two sides. It's either you're working so hard to create work to financially survive in a gig economy, or the other side where you then become successful and you can't say no because you know that or you don't feel like you're in we're in control of it. Uh, you didn't start taking holidays until recently, did you? And then um, now, yeah, now you yeah, don't mind them. But I love them. But also, I didn't have much money until the last few years as well. So that's why I wasn't like a person who thought the holidays were things you could have. Now, what are arms for if not for snuggling? Mouse is here. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Mouse. Not interested. So then now you're more cuddly. Do you miss cuddles in lockdown or not so much because you've got a dog and a I've got cuddle boy. boys, cuddle boys. I've got um, cuddle boys with a mouse all day long. And then, yeah, so we, we have loads of cuddles, really cuddled up. You don't miss family ones or other friends? I don't really or... cuddle my family. What? No. Really? I like them, but no, not really cuddly. I think probably maybe like my dad when I say goodbye when he goes back to Australia, or maybe mm. like a side one round the arm like that. Oh, God. 
Yeah. And my mum, no, my mum, she's the kind of person that if you ring, she goes, what do you want? Like that. No, <laughs> what do you really? Want? Yeah. Did you, uh, do you want anything? No, because I'm just doing this. Okay. Okay, bye. And then um, a little bit similarly at her house, there's no like tearful hugs, but we do love each other. Try in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. But is she huggy with your niece and stuff, your mum? Yeah, she's she's much more cuddly with babies, and mm. and her cats. She's always covered with cats at the moment because she's got five cats, so they all really cuddle. And I think yeah. there is something about animals and affection, and um, it's such a simpler kind of you know body heat. They don't want anything back. You can't get embarrassed. It's just a different kind of connection. In what way? It's non-verbal, so they really see who you are. Like, you've got nothing to be ashamed of in front of them or embarrassed mm. about, and you can't really disappoint them. And it's so easy to fulfil their needs because yeah. their needs are affection, play, food, water, and occasionally... Oh, the other day, he got a thorn. He was limping, his, and, um, and he was limping on his back foot, and I stopped him, and I was like, what's going on? And then I, he let me look at his paw, and there was a thorn in it, mm. and I was able to just take it out for him. And, and and the fact that you can just solve problems, it's just such a yeah, nice and thing. Trust they trust they trust you and you trust them. So you don't miss you don't miss them? No. No. I miss hanging out with people. I miss Yeah, I miss socialising with people. I miss backstage rooms and green rooms and all of the comedians. But that's not a cuddly environment. No. You no. say hello. You cuddle on the way in, you cuddle on the way out. Um a quick kind of hug that's a bit like yeah. none of us kiss on the cheek and and it, we don't shake hands. What we would is like, all right, mate, you're all right, mate. A laugh and a joke and out you go. I love it. Yeah, yeah. When you have like business meetings or whatever, mm. like back in the day when you remember yeah. them, so would you go for like handshake then? Yeah, I think so. Keep and then I, but, but I do a lot of hugging, hugging a kiss on the way out actually sometimes. Do you? If it's a good meeting, if they've if they've been good, I think it. I think maybe it's my way of showing that I feel confident and t yeah. taking charge of it. Maybe sometimes it's not the right thing to do. Um, handshake on the way in, cuddle on the way out. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, yeah, as a top, were you cuddled at all? When you were a kid with your parents, um, did they cuddle you more when you were a kid? I don't know. Mm. I feel like from about three, I didn't want to be hugged at all. I I just, you know, here's the thing. You might not agree with this. I felt from a very young age that when people hugged you, it was about them and they were stealing oh. your energy, right? So like wow. uncles and aunts and people, I was small and they would, yeah. they would, people would try and soothe themselves with you. And I was just like, oh. no, get off. I hated my, my dad's one of nine and my mom's one of seven. So they both had really big families. And as a child, you're always told to kiss people. And I, I didn't ever want to, I wanted to be left alone. And um, I think that's what sometimes gave me a thing with touching is that like, if an adult was very drunk, they'd drape themselves on you. Um, oh. and, and so I always felt like it was very like people going, oh, give me something. I ne- I want your affection. And that's why I was wow. quite tight not to give it. Yeah, it's so true. Like, go and give them a kiss. Go and make them feel, mm. like, loved or whatever. And it's like, well, I'm a kid, actually. Yeah. My um, my friend has got a little baby, no big deal. And she goes to see this guy who's a craniosacral guy mm. and he's a bit woo-woo. You know, I love all that stuff. Yeah. And he said she was she thought she was bringing up she was bringing up her kid to be quite independent she's only like six yeah. months old but yeah she'd put her at nursery because she had to work again and stuff and it mm-hmm. was really good for the kids the little babies um like when they saw each other again they were really happy but mm-hmm. she felt like it was making her quite independent even as a baby and then with lockdown that all stopped so she said to this guy this cranial guy like oh she's whining every time i leave the room and she's becoming really like oh yeah dependent and not independent at all and he said just talk to her like an adult and they understand she was like what and he goes yeah just say like oh I'm just going to the car now I'll be back in a minute yeah (laughs) and I've been on the phone to her when she said it to the baby and the baby's like started grizzling and then she went oh no don't worry I'll be back in five or I'm just speaking to Lim on the phone and the baby has stopped grizzling it's Mm. it works it's so I mean not every time and I suppose if you're yeah upset it's harder to get that energy across yeah but, like, to know you don't... Because we're also used mm. to, like, babyfying babies, of yeah. course. Like, and, like, yeah. and pacifying them. Well, I was thinking That's about me. that. I went to um, Lapland, uh, yeah. like, five weeks ago. Christmas Did is it? gaslighting oh, children. Yeah. Christmas is yeah. such... It's like... I was like... We, we, of course, we grow up with, like, anxiety and trust issues. We tell yeah. kids that the world is magic, that anything is possible. One of the uh, people who was with us, his ca- the cameraman, his son who would have been like four, he asked him, he said um, he said he liked Christmas because it didn't matter who children were or how poor they were, Father Christmas got everybody a present. And, and then um, he said that his wife, it, it, was too, it was too hard for her to have him believe. She said, just so you know, that's not true. There are children in the world. And isn't that awful? Like, but because for that mm. child, he, he thought the idea of Father Christmas was so egalitarian but yeah. it didn't matter if you were if you had nothing on Christmas Day, you would have a present from Father Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so it is odd that we lie to children. I know what I love. What a nice little boy that Mama's ruining that child. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, well now she's asking. 
Would you say you're good at cuddling, given that you hate it? <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what I've got. It's like um, I've got like to toddler, like this, and this is going to sound like I'm putting myself down, but I'm not. My kind mm. of fat is like mm. toddler fat. Like I'm not, I'm very, I work out all the time. I exercise. I'm a very healthy person. I'm a vegan. Mm. Um, but the I've got like, I'm fleshy. I've got, so I think I, the way I give a good hug, if I do, is that I'm, this, I've got some meat on me. That's what I'd say. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I can sort of imagine you coming at someone like a toddler if you're excited. <laughs> and it's actually pretty damn, it's actually pretty damn cute. Toddlers, when they want to cuddle you, that's what we should oh, do with kids. Yeah. Never force kids yeah. to kiss anyone or like, I don't want my nephews giving me a hug if they don't want to. No way. Exactly. But there is something so lovely that like when you meet someone's kid and they just take a liking to you and climb up on your lap or climb yeah. on you and they, and they initiate that. And it's so, that's so great. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted, I didn't have, my dad left quite early. No big deal. Didn't yeah. all. Um, but then yeah. I, was, <laughs> I would go and like sit, like there was one train journey I remember and there was a guy sat there with a tie and mm. I just waddled up to him and just sat on his lap and leaned in. Mm. He, and apparently my mum said he absolutely shot himself because he's just like this, like he didn't want to move yeah. me to be well, cool. I think it's very he, difficult with men. I think it's very difficult mm -hmm. with men because you can't, they can't just respond how I could respond. It's like, oh my God, this like yeah. kid is adorable. What's your name? What are we playing? Because yeah. everyone around them, they are instantly suspicious of like, oh, are you enjoying a child's affection or a child's <laughs> body? It's awful. My, so here's the difference between me and my son. My dad left, and then um, my sister Cheryl, who's the middle one, she um, she always loved my mum's boyfriends. But when I say that, like the first night they came back, Cheryl would be on their lap kissing them holding them and I would never kiss them or hug them ever I would just stare in the corner of the room <laughs> with my arms folded like at my enemy and Cheryl was just straight away like and they always loved her so much because she was so easy and giggly but then when they left Cheryl was yeah. always so heartbroken she's like oh is so-and-so never coming back because she had always thought that they had a relationship but didn't understand no they're just here for mum and then they go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good in a way that they were just there for the mum. Lucky they weren't really bad ones there for Cheryl. I mean, that would have been <laughs> worse. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen the positive before. I'm going to text Cheryl and say, it could be a lot worse. There's worse yeah. things than rejection, Cheryl. Have you ever had any weird cuddles or like really bad ones or really good well, like ones that stick out? I have, and I thought of it earlier, and this is very dark. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, I'm not, not naming anyone. Yeah. Um, but my mum had a boyfriend. She had lots of boyfriends, so this isn't locating who this person is. Yeah. And um, when he was going out with my mum, the worst thing happened where his dad murdered his mum and then killed himself. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And I, I've obviously, I don't talk about it. It's not my story. It's his story. Yeah. Um, yeah. It happened. He lived with us, and it happened at a time. The very So I was like early teens a very formative time of my life but also yeah. a time of my life where I hated all men hated yeah. him hated all of my mum's like boyfriends hated that they were part of our life so he got this news he was on the phone he came back into the house he was crying and my mum said go and give him a cuddle and 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 I was like how is this for me how like how she said go 
tell him you're sorry and give him a cuddle. And, and that was that was the that was the worst cuddle of my life. Flipping hell. Well, I feel sorry for you in that scenario, but I've got to say, I feel sorry yeah. for that chap as well. No, absolutely, absolutely. There's just be a bottom what a, a horrific thing he had to go through. The trouble is that in that stage, my understanding. So this is this again. It comes back to the same thing. It wasn't a cuddle freely given. It wasn't a point of my life where how no. I dealt with wanting to show people I empathised was putting my body on theirs. It was a time of my life where yeah. I could have had a conversation with him. Um, I couldn't imagine what he was going through. I could have made him some soup. I could have done something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, but made him a cup of tea. Thing, yeah. Or even just sitting also with someone. Mind. There are other things you can do. Yeah. Remember that, guys, out there, if you listen to Cuddle Club, you can sometimes make a soup, you know? Yeah. Well, no, also, no, one of the ways, I really love, do you, do you read Esther Perel or listen to her podcast? Yeah, I love Esther Perel. I'm obsessed with her, right? And this, I just read um, yeah. Mating in Captivity, one of her books, and what's so amazing for me about it is noticing all the ways that people show you that they love you, because quite mm. often in a relationship, especially when it goes on after a long time, we look at the ways that they, um, failures, like, oh, yeah. say, say like one of you wants to have sex more than the other, one mm. person will be like, well, why can't we have this sex life, and why can't you do this, and why can't you want me like this, and what you do is you ignore the fact that that person always makes you a cup of coffee in the morning, or you ignore that they mm. always pick up the towel after the shower, and um, Esther Perel has a thing about how men are, are often quite, um, if they if they talk less, in a heterosexual relationship, if they have less of an emotional vocabulary, but they might have a really good physical vocabulary, but women, because we really want to talk and hear things, sometimes we ignore it. And I thought that was such an amazing thing to think about, that mm. quite often a man wants to touch <laughs> and feel okay that way. And a woman goes, yeah. I need yeah. to talk about it with you, yeah. and then I'll feel better. Esther Perel, Mating in Captivity. That's so good. And she wrote one called The State of the Affair as well, which I've got, but I haven't read yeah. it. She's so good. I love her. I just listened to her podcast, but mm. the insight that woman has, and I've said on this yeah. podcast before, but I'll say it again, that I tell loads of men to listen to that podcast so they can examine themselves and their relationships and none of them bother. And if oh, you yeah. tell a woman that they're writing it down, they're listening to that podcast. Yeah, I sent it to him and I didn't know very well at Christmas and he never said thank you and it's so embarrassing. I, I thought it was so interesting and I must have spoken to him about it when we were working and then I like, DM'd him like, I'm going to buy this book for you, I'm going to send it because I just think it's so great and then he didn't say anything and then I read the back of it a couple of weeks later and it makes it sound like a sexier book than it is. That's brilliant. And, and I, maybe he just read the back and he was like, how to fizz up your relationship? Like, oh, oh, and then just thinks I'm a knob. Oh, no. You should text him and say... I'm just thinking I never speak to him ever again. That's easier. Yeah, it's easier. I was thinking about sending it to my mum, actually, but I've got to butt my head out of... I'm always, yeah. like, trying to change people or give people tips. And it's like, what do I know? Nothing. And no, I've I, got I don't think it's about to change people. I think it's giving someone, like, pleasure or something they'll find interesting. You're not trying to fix her. You're I am trying to, to fix... No, I am oh. trying to fix her, yeah. <laughs> I love her. I love her. But I am always suggesting ways of her being happier, um, <laughs> which does get grating. Mm, come on, let us in. Personal question. After you've made love, what next? What What's happening after that? Um, put on a crime podcast. If it's nighttime, if it's a sleep, if it's a nighttime sex and we're mm. about to go to sleep, I'll put on a true crime podcast. You go to sleep to true crime podcasts? Oh, yeah. 
and the grizzlier the better the more that is gruesome, so bad. the quicker i go to sleep it's not it's not it balances something in my brain oh really oh yeah, yeah. we've spoken about this before i think yeah. go on yeah because i think um so the word that we all use at the moment is anxiety about mm. um how uh, our feelings and our especially our uncomfortable feelings and for me terrible things balance out what would be excessive in the real world and it just neutralizes it i mean it's yeah. not for me but i love that i love that it's for you quite often it involves very very good storytelling oh, okay. the story so actually you are just being told a story but that also involves usually murder that's true because the way that they reveal the information is fascinating and keeps you on your toes yeah. that is really true we should all listen to like murder mystery stuff to know when to like reveal the tidbits you could put this music under anything are you a good judge of character everyone thinks they're a good judge of character well yeah kinda kinda i guess i i i think i am a good judge of character but then i think everyone thinks that about themselves like everyone thinks they've got a good sense of humor so everyone oh yeah everyone goes i'm good at it and i'm the only judge of this and everyone else is wrong and I think it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. character. Like yeah. people, people say like someone married a con man and lost all their money. They then go, I don't understand. I'm usually such a good judge of character. And it's like, you're not Deirdre. Yeah. Yeah. You're not Deirdre and you've got no money. <laughs> you're not Deirdre. You're, 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 the fact that your 600,000 pound townhouse is now. In Eric's name. In Eric's name. Yeah, missing. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess everyone does think. And also as my friend, well, my friend in yours, Anna Davies, said in, in his podcast, yeah. no one's good or bad. Like, no one's, you know, all no. good or bad. We're all a mess. I, we've, we've had a conversation about that before as well, about rapists. I think what well, we were talking about is how sometimes people don't understand when they have a friend or a loved one who's accused of rape and it doesn't make any sense to them because they've never mm. been raped by them. or So they didn't mm. understand that their loved one has the potential to do that act. But it is, yeah, like, when? But it's like with murderers. Murderers don't murder everyone they meet. Like other people yeah. just think they're a nice guy who bought a newspaper or... And we all are different people at different times and that's the thing. So I think we all think we're good judge of characters and if someone's very nice to us, it's hard to... Oh yeah, there's something in comedy with that where there'll be someone that someone will go, oh, that so-and-so's a bitch or a wanker. And you'll go, oh, I yeah. think he's a really great guy. And they're like, yeah, of course you do, because you do panel shows, so he's being nice to you. And then so yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. level of success, even though I'm not the most successful person in the world, but because I have some success, I have some status, which means mostly comedians are nice to me. So I think all comedians are like the greatest people. But then I do sometimes watch how people are with other people, and then it makes me not... Do you know what I mean? Like, if people yeah. are nice to you but not other people or you know that thing of i don't know yeah how people... well, no, I, I think the best test sometimes of whether this isn't just comedians it's everyone um steen and i've said this before when people are rude to waiters yeah i was gonna say that you know, yeah. it's so hard because you're then like oh no you're one of the really bad guys oh yeah do tell us this one who would you most like to cuddle everyone's gonna say me who would you most like to cuddle? Present company accepted? Um, um, I would like to cuddle 
Beyonce. Very cute. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. why not, actually? I bet she gives yeah. a very strong... It would just be a, a cool very strong... thing to be like, I'm hugging Beyonce. Yeah. I'm not one for, like, Instagramming pictures like that, but you're going to... It- you're going to Instagram that. You're going to. I think you probably wouldn't be able to oh, Instagram it, but it'd be better because I would just know that it happened. What about you really take it so she looks lovely? So if anything, she wants to Instagram. Because she hasn't got very many nice pictures of herself, that one. Oh, yeah. Go on, tell us this one. Yeah. When do you most need a cuddle? Even did you do? You're an independent woman. I don't know. You most need a cuddle when you're hungover or too much to drink the next day. And that's when, mm. they, if you're, if someone's very kind to you. I like my friends to stroke my head. I particularly like my male friends to stroke my head, but there's nothing in it. Just like uh, the affection. Yeah. And it's so soothing. Right, we'll say goodbye. Um, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, you're now a member of... Thank member you. Of welcome into the Cuddle Club Cupboard. <laughs> That's our catchphrase. That's our <laughs> catchphrase. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And have a good gig tonight. So that was Sarah Pascoe, very fun. The keen-eyed among you, the keen-eared. Keen-eared? We'll notice that we didn't give each other a virtual hug, and that is uh, because she said she didn't want them, and I didn't want to force her to do it, if you were listening. But also it's because uh, we had a few technical (laughs) issues and we sort of ran out of time. So there we go, that's the truth. Sometimes it's nice to tell people the truth. We also learned that in the podcast, if you were listening. So I'll give her one in real life when I'm allowed to see her. I hope that's okay with you, everybody. So you can follow Sarah Pascoe. I'm sure you already know that, but it's at Sarah Pascoe on Twitter and um, on Instagram, it's at Sarah.Pascoe. Sarah's got her own podcast. It's a book, now it's a podcast. And that just shows you the multimedia platforms that are available. And it's called Sex, Power, Money, three of my favourite things. And also I think she's got a BBC show where she filmed at the Palladium. She always at the recording album, it's very good, so check that out. Also, she's got a new sitcom coming to BBC. So enjoy that information. If you can review this podcast uh, kindly, that would be great. Um, and if you want to subscribe, be my guest. I won't force you, but it would be lovely. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On both, we're at Cuddle Club Pod. Thank you for listening. And remember to CC everybody in. If CC stands for Cuddle Club. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.